And now for our first sponsor, which we've been using in the bathroom cabin for the last few years, Poopery. Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray that has over 100,000 five-star reviews. Poopery is always formulated with essential oils and plant-based ingredients that eliminate bathroom odor before it even begins. Poopery is essential for our home. So many share bathrooms with all the smells, plus it's female-founded and a Texas-based company. Poopery has several scents and size options. My fave is the fresh air. Smells like jasmine and mint. And my favorite place to stock up is my local Target. So easy to add to your next curbside pickup or online order. Plus, if you have any upcoming travel, aka sharing bathrooms even more than usual, Poopery 2 ounces and the travel size 10 milliliters are TSA friendly. It's always mandatory on our packing list. Hi, Manuela Welton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bathroom cabin. Thank you for having me. Do you want to say the bathroom cabin? Bathroom. Is this a cabin? It is. I never thought of this bathroom as a cabin. We call it the bathroom cabin. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> I just call it my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy you could come. I'm honored to be here with both of you. Oh, thank you. We figured we'd get you across from us and find out all the things. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've we've only met, what, maybe a year ago? A year and a half ago? Something like that? Lifetimes. Lifetimes, yeah. But a year ago. It, exactly. This time. Yeah. <laughs> Manuel is one of those people you just go super deep with energetically, and then you figure out the story later. <laughs> so that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Who's Manuela? Well, um, I was born in Colombia, mm-hmm. um, but I only lived there for five years and went to uh, Portugal with my parents. And that began this um, this traveling experience of really getting to know that there is a world outside of where we we're born. And mm-hmm. I started really learning that mm-hmm. in this humanity, we connect through different culture and our language is different, but our movement is the same and there is something inside of us that connects even though we don't speak the same language. Mm. And um, later on, my father spoke about the government back in 2000 and my mom had a ballet school. Mm. Um, I'll tell you about the government in a little bit, but my mom had a ballet school which really informed who I am today. She would take ballet shoes and go to the streets and exchange them for, for guns and knives Whoa. with kids on the streets wow. and would give opportunities to these kids to, to dance and to move and to heal through ballet. <clears throat> and she had daughters and sons of presidents in the same room. So this was like a two worlds meeting wow. through dance. And um, she, yeah, she connected those two worlds and that and I lived in her ballet school just learning and moving and and having experiences with both people that had nothing and people that had everything and understanding that in reality it's all the opportunity that we we get you know and um and my father was a writer which I also would spend a lot of time with him in front of him writing and so those two worlds informed 
my inner compass. Um, and my father wrote about the government back in 2000, one of the first people to write about the corruption that was happening. Um, and we were nine and I was nine and, uh, got a gun pointed, um, oh. and had to flee right away. So my dad and I fled Colombia and with one bag ran out to the United States, which was the only visa we had. And then my mom and brother came after like two months later after closing up their life. And oh, wow. again, barely spoke any English. I, I spoke English. My father didn't speak, speak English. And wow. it began this like, again, more understanding of our human humanity, our depth, our, our way to like kind of feel, feel different. Um, I, I feel like always, you know, a, a story that takes me back and I always share in, in these spaces is that I saw dead spirits when I was little and I would have tea parties with them. It was mainly my grandparents. Wow. <laughs> and that made me, I, I was very alone when I was younger yeah. and that made me understand also that there was something bigger and more, there was always something more. Wow. And, um, that also informed that there was there was something more than just this human flesh. Um, and I started seeing colors and, and I heard things and I would, you know, and Colombia was a very violent place at the time. So I feel like all that energy would come to me and like try to transmute it. And then I closed it. And later on, my parents, you know, we traveled around the States because of exile and, and um, you know, belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to Maine and New Mexico. Um, what different environments? Very oh, different right. environments. Yeah. So yeah. Maine, you know, it was the first experience that I had of racism. My dad and I were very different than my mom and my brother. Um, my our skin is a little bit darker, and I think that that was really important for me to understand that, like, you know, I never really our families were. You know, my mom was English, Scottish. My dad was mm. Colombian. Um, native Colombian. And so that, again, that polarity, it's a theme in my life to understand kind of the black and the white, um, in all sorts of spaces. Yeah. Wow. So that first experience was in Maine. That was in Maine. Yeah. And actually in Maine, which we'll loop back in, we went to Boston, um, recent, like very recently arrived. Mm. And my dad had a a talk at, at Harvard uh, university and so I went with him he would take me everywhere him and I were like so close oh. and uh, he was a political science teacher and so it was all about politics and leadership and that's also what informed later on what I did and um, yeah he he took me there and I felt like there was this resonance that I would one day go there like he got me a sweater like a crimson sweater and I put it on I'll loop it back. Mm. Um, and I really felt that that was important at the time. But then mm. we, you know, we kept going. Maine was was rough for us. My mom really, like, you know, coming from a place of full heart to, like, close up. Yeah. It was, it was difficult. The Puritan yes. back then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And my mom was incredibly intuitive, so connected. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of slowly shut down. Do you... Would you find any therapy in sharing the experiences that shut you down or we're here to listen if you want to share <laughs> yeah, or yeah. you can move through it, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. feels good for you. That's why we're yeah. sitting in the bathroom as you get to make the decision if yeah. you want to like 
go into that? Yeah, I think, again, my mom came from a very different background and it was a Puritan, also Puritan background, very Mm -hmm. English, very proper, very like wear white, be careful with the dirt, don't touch, don't, you know, everything has to be perfect, Mm. like silverware, you know, everything, like all the, what is it called? I don't know. Manners. 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 Thank you. (laughs) You know, and my dad was the opposite, like very like also perfectionist, but in a different way. Mm. And so we lived, um, we first went to Miami actually before Maine and then going to Maine, you know, um, we went to a cousin of my mom's and that was, it was an experience that I've completely shut down, like traumatic. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, And, and my dad got blamed for a lot and again that like racism came up again mm-hmm. and anyway we don't yeah, it's but it was um my dad was writing continued writing about the government and they continued pursuing him you know they would send threats calls wow. um which government so were you, the, yeah Colombian? the Colombian government okay yeah. so they were still tracking you yeah. and tracking your father Actually, I can feel my body like wow Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sending yeah. you so much yeah. love how yeah. old were you at this point I was nine ten. you were you were nine and ten at this yeah. point yeah so you were kidnapped younger no kidnapping gun to, no, just the gun to the head yeah well that was w- like we were being I mean I remember the red car kind of like right outside the window every single day calls letters you know oh, you wow. have to get out you have to get out and my dad would ask, we actually went to meet with the president at the time. And they're like, we'll give you money to get out of here. Whoa. You know? Oh, wow. And then my mom came in the house just bawling, crying. I remember I had like a math homework. And my mom came in crying. And, she, and I like at that moment, I thought they had killed my dad. You know? And I could feel it. Like I could feel. And then she was like, no, he's in hiding. Pack your bag. You have to leave now. You know, oh, you wow. both are going first. And so that moment for me was like, oh, okay. At, at that moment, at that time, I was like thinking, oh, thank God I don't have to do homework. Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> thank God for and a child's like, mind yeah, exactly. sometimes, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah and protection. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was, um, that was a big, big information for me at the time. And, yeah. and it informed everything that I'm doing now, you know, and like how our body shuts down, how our body contracts understanding that like our mind can think something or our mind can feel something but our body responds differently Mm. and really understanding that for children you're told something but like children feel it differently you know so it's really important to have that like clarity that like like this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm thinking for children because Mm. they can pick up something that's not necessarily communicated yeah and then we start confusing our system so yeah yeah. well your dad I mean sounds like your idol Mm. and and how brave Mm. he must have been to continue to write about something that was so for him um needed to be revealed for I'm assuming a country he loved yeah yeah I actually speak to it a little bit later but I just did a constellation I don't know if you've heard of yeah the family constellation why don't you share a little bit so yeah it's actually people don't know about it deep deep work that I'm stepping into and I think collectively we're all moving into um because we're working so much right now presently in the ancestor realm and Mm -hmm. I think that I've understood that the past lives exist that we carry so much from our ancestry that informs the past lives so our ancestry like really we 
in our tissue, in our body, in our hearts, in our minds. We really kind of connect to that ancestry and that's what we carry from, you know, the past. And so it's ideally just honoring each family place. Like this is mom, I honor you. This is dad, I honor you. But then behind mom and dad, there's seven generations or more. But you really have to honor the seven generations. And then you honor them where they are. And then you place them, you really put them in where they need to be in that space. It's been incredibly healing for me. Mm-hmm. And I actually just did one and I realized that both my mom and dad died for their country. Like they fought, like both of them in different ways were so passionate about healing Colombia. Like they were, they carried that in their blood, you know, and, and so their, their bravery, my mom too, because she left everything for my dad, you know, we'd left her whole life behind. Oh wow. Dad. So I'm sorry about your parents passing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um you said they died for Columbia. How mm-hmm. so? What happened? Well, um my dad so my mom um passed when I was fifteen. Wow. And dad passed when I was eighteen. Um to me, and I'll share this here, um, I feel like my dad was killed. I'm probably the only one in my family that knows or feels that I've received I, I have mm-hmm. felt him saying that mm. there was never an autopsy so that to me like police said no to the autopsy <clears throat> mm. and so I think that till the day that he lived he he spoke some sort of truth that he felt was true who knows if it was really true but I I really feel that he was he felt mm. something he was Everybody thought my mom was the sensitive one in the family, but my dad also, you know, he really felt that it was important to speak the truth and actually come to think of it, I've been afraid to speak because he spoke so much truth, you know? And so Mm. I felt like because he was persecuted for speaking his truth, regardless if it was everybody's truth, that I felt like it's been a little bit more like, why? They have to hide a little bit, you know? Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, I can I can just feel, <laughs> I can feel your solar plexus right now, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is, um, I can't imagine, you know, mm-hmm. how being 15, losing your mother, being 18, losing your father. So what got you through? What what got you through those, mm-hmm. at 18, not having any parents? And, and I know you said your siblings were much older than you. Mm-hmm. So how did you, where did you go? What did you do? How did you like manage life? Because I, mm-hmm. that's just as, mm. yeah. And losing an okay. identity, right? Cause identity uh. was tied to Colombia. <clears throat> I wasn't from Colombia. I wasn't from the U S we, we, we traveled quite a bit between those two places. I wasn't from anywhere. Mm. So what I understood is that I could adapt anywhere I went. Like I could go and be like, that explains <laughs> it. That explains like we never know where you are in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and <Got it>. shapeshift. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that that really um, again informed that though we yeah. identify to a place, we mm-hmm. really are all from everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I can under I can feel you and understand you in a way that I I wouldn't be able to if I hadn't had that background. Mm-hmm. And so. I shut down all, all the gifts that we, we are all born with. I, I really believe that we all have these incredible intuition and, and ability to see and feel and hear and, um, you know, all the clairvoyance, all the voyances. Mm-hmm. And I shut it down. But when my parents died, it like, whew, 
it opened again. Wow. I had a, a story where I went down to Mexico mm. and I got my hands red. It was the first time ever experiencing, you know, I was like 14. My mom, my 14, 15, my mom had just died. I had had a mentor before, but it was like different. And then I, he looked at the hands and he just started crying. I was like, wow. Wow. I was like, what is that? And, you know, wow. he's like, did somebody recently pass? I was like, my throat started closing. My <laughs> body started I'm, closing. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> yeah, everything started closing. Wow. And I was like, wow, okay. And then my body started shaking and I could feel her behind me. And I was like, wow. I remembered that moment where I was little and I could see all my grandparents. And I remembered there was a remembrance there. Mm. And he like said, oh, too much, too much. But he explained everything. You know, he explained how he, she died. And I was like, okay, this is real. You know, and I remember calling my dad and I was like, mom's here. And I went to like, we were in Mexico and I went to a Sam's club and I put like a heart in the fridge. If my mom's here, you know, she can see this heart. And later on, my dad calls me and he's like, did you put a heart in the fridge? Like I woke up seeing a heart in the fridge and I was like, wow, the heart that I had drawn in the fridge in Sam's club somehow made it in the fridge that he was in New Mexico. And we had this, he didn't wow. believe in any of this, you know, and he was like, we were, I was shaking, feeling so much energy. Wow. I was like, wow, she connected us. She's still yeah. there. She's present. And wow. he had mentioned, he didn't believe in any of this. And he mentioned like, I made four cups of coffee and only two came out, you know? And mm -hmm. so she was so present there. And so it started making me believe, you know, that we're beyond mm. that. Again, the, the, there's an energy, there's a, there's a connection to spirit. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, with my dad actually I had a dream two weeks before he died and my mom, it was the first time I dreamt about my mom and she had a baby and, um, he had, she, the baby had a scar in his head in the head and it was my mom, my brother and me running out of a bil building that was collapsing fire. And we got into a, a uh, like a, a car and my mom was my mom wanted to drive then my dad, brother wanted to drive and I got everyone out of the way I was like I'm driving and I <laughs> sped the car I was like and it just like fell out of the like it just fell out of the abyss and I was like whoa and I woke up three in the morning like feeling that and just started crying and then two weeks later my dad was driving and you know the car like deviated and fell and I was like, I told my aunt at the time, I was like, okay, I had this dream. If my dad has a scar, he was the baby in the, in the dream. And I went and looked at his body and he had the scar of the baby. And I was like, okay. So there was connection between spirit, dreams. So I started understanding that this world is so much more than this again. And I started studying with teachers, like healing. I went, I had incredible support. I went to Mexico and backpacked. North to, well, I was at college at the time I dropped out and I, um, I like went and, and said like, this is important. I need to heal. I had a family, you know, like my, my aunt was ready to support me. I had a family in Colorado that brought me in and really mm -hmm. like, just like was my support system. Yeah. And I felt so held to just heal. Um, I feel like this is my wound. It's like, it is like, I knew my parents were going to die early when I was a baby. I could feel it. I was like mm. always worried that like wow. they would. Um, and I had a, a vision after a year there of healing and having all the support to just like release all the, 
the trauma, the, the first part of my life, I had an image that I'd be traveling for school. Like I would go back to school, but I wouldn't be doing it the regular way. I wouldn't be in the institution. I'd be moving around and feel and seeing and learning from different cultures. So I went back to New Mexico and I started looking up world college, travel college, moving college, you know, all these different things. And then I found global college. And it was a, a four-year school where you traveled for the four years and learned from experience and um, wow. didn't go back to, you know, to the, the building block. And so I found it and I, and I applied and, um, and that's, that's where I went. And so I spent four years learning about different cultures and ways of healing and I did a thesis on ritual and community as a way of bringing community together and really dedicated to the path of, of healing myself and by healing myself, understanding how I could heal and support other people. Just because all of us have a story, all of us have a traumatic experience. And I realized that there were so many tools, people, all of these different like help um, that, that really could support our healing. And so... Can I can I ask you yeah. what what did you find to be some of the most potent rituals for gathering community? So I did it. So I went to Costa Rica, Australia, Bali, um, South Africa, and then I went and tie, we tied it back up. I did it in three years because I already had a little bit of college behind me, mm-hmm. and um, South Africa and Bali, the ancient ancient ways of like I think Bali has. Um, there's a, the veil is thin, yeah. you know, mm. the veil is very, very thin and they believe in, in dark as much as light. And they believe in embracing the dark and the light in order to create wholeness. Mm. I love their, um, I really spent a significant amount of time, not so much in the touristy areas of Bali, but really diving deeper into the culture and realizing that there was so much shadow within the beauty of that land one of the beautiful things that they do is they do offerings every day to the gods yeah. and they have like little food in them. Mm. What I love witnessing is that the gods are the ants and they come and eat the food. <laughs> 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 so the gods, trans, you know, transmute <clears throat> through the ants and they eat the food and, you know, and it's so beautiful to witness for them. Everything is God. Everything is light. Everything is the divine, you know, mm. not God, but like the God is God, God's that they believe in. Yeah. And so ritual to, is, is a space of, of communion with ourselves, with each other, with, with the natural world in South Africa too. It's, it's the dance, it's the movement, it's the body, it's, it's the, you know, the healing through the music. For me, music was the first language and then mm. music bringing it into our body. And that really informed later on what I continued to do, which is, you know, through different other teachers also learning about dance movement as a way of healing and mm. to go into trance. You know, so many cultures have gone into trance in order to like get out of the mind, get out of the, you know, the body so that mm. the, the body can heal, but also the spirit can see that there's so much more beyond wow this realm yeah. wow <laughs> what an experience that was yeah. not my college experience <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> yeah. wow 
beautiful. Mm-hmm. I had no idea there was a world college. How cool is that? Global yeah. college. Global oh. college. It's changed a lot, I believe. Like now, it's yeah. more institutionalized. Before, it started in a van going from like North America to South America, and it was just only seven people. It was wow. called Friends World College. Wow, yeah. Yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And you've since uh, you've since been to Harvard, and you just graduated. Thank you. That sounds like it must have been a very different experience than the global college. What what drew you into that one? Right. Yeah. So after global college learning again, we have so much potential as human as a humanity. I do believe that if we were all living in our in our gift, we would be somewhere else. That's my yeah. philosophy. If you know, we would all bring our, our gifts out. That's that, that's where our world could thrive. And if we were seen for like, you know, your beautiful family, your kids, mm. like they have so many gifts that are being that are being honored right now mm. and that they're going to grow with without mm. shutting them down um, mm. to bring that into the world, like in love and light, you know. So that made me want to understand how leadership is like formed right if yeah. our leadership right now is what it is like how are they how is it formed and i think a lot of leadership comes from the oldest institution which is harvard mm. and so it was an experience a one-year master's um and learning a lot about myself so the story behind it is that i didn't really believe that i could go there like i you know who was i to go to something a place like that but i also understood that i had a story to tell and a story to share and so my father, the week he died, he wrote, <laughs> continued writing and kind of pr- prosecuted Harvard for having this corrupt government uh, come speak about politics the week before he died. So he wrote a letter and he shared it with me, you know, and then, wow, 10 years later, I thought, um, yeah, 10 years later, I remembered and it was brought into my field and I talked to the former the former president, the good president that kind of um, Santos, who brought in the peace deal. And I, I realized that, again, there was a bridge between like the former guerrillas and the like civilization, like the guerrillas weren't being accepted into our like our country anymore because of all the things that they had done and I brought Mm -hmm. movement and dance again to heal constellation work all these different tools to support them to heal and so that's how I applied I was like okay if I can do this here can I look at leadership and can I look at how you know Mm -hmm. we have created the systems that we have created in place and um and so I applied uh two weeks before the application was due or one week before like wow just ran Mm -hmm. and asked my former dean of university if you know if he could write a letter and you know it was really kind of brutal to hear what I heard like it was like you know what are you bringing in um who are you to come to this place like all they want is money yeah there There was was a feedback from Harvard from my former dean of of college you know Mm -hmm. Ah. and so he he said all these things of like are you sure? Like, are you capable or are you, you know? And wow, the energy there was like, wait a second. Like a lot of doubt. Wow. Doubt. And like all the doubt that I had about myself come up and like, wow. like it almost felt like you like Harvard. It, this is a big brother school. You know, this is like the school. Are you really thinking about coming? And when we had this conversation, I was like, I don't 
don't know if I want a, a letter of recommendation from you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and that was yeah. one day before the application was due. And I was wow. like, no, thank you. And I went and asked somebody else like three hours before the application was due. And I was like, I don't want this energy. It like almost felt like persecution. Like, mm. why are you doing this? And it made me have a fire under me. And I was like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to build the path ahead for people like me that it looked different. Like, you know, I look different. I am different. I'm a woman, of course. You know, Harvard mm -hmm. didn't have women until like 1980 or something. I mean, don't quote me on the date, but it was very recent. Mm. Um, There's a lot of pictures of men. I was like, I think I've been here before. I'm going to go, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you're doubting me. I'm going to even do it more. Yeah. And this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. So I sent in my letter and then March 3rd at 3.33, I opened an email from Harvard and I was like, you got it. You got accepted, you know? And so there was a lot of doubt. As you know, you were part of the journey and yeah. you helped me come through. And I know. thank you because, wow. <laughs> well, I was just like, Harvard. I remember you shared it with me and you said, I have an opportunity to go to Harvard. I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm like, no, are you kidding me? You have to go. Yeah. You're the type of person who needs to go mm. because the educational system needs to expand to be to have all this new learning that's ancient but yet new. So mm. I see you as a bridge that's just this fountain of energy that really shifts um, people's perspectives and their experience and can heal and, re and recreate and I was just so proud of you. I'm like, I'm going to cry <laughs> for doing it mm. and following through. And I know how terrified you were. And just like, wow, just really, wow. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for us because you're making such a big difference. So share with us a little bit about, yeah, what you, what you learned, what you discovered, all of that. I have mm. to give it up to this one. You know, no. I didn't know you then, Kim, but <laughs> I remember calling Peggy and yeah. being, hey, I don't think I'm going to, you know, there was so much contraction. I think yeah. as women, you yeah. know, like we get placed into these spaces and it's like, yeah. are we really enough? Do we really have enough to give? Like yeah. all these, you know, it was beautiful. It, it, as it happened, that man told me like, are you sh like, who are you to go? You know, are you sure? Like, wait a minute, wow, this is the conversation that we have. This is mm. what we are told. We're not enough. We don't have the tools. We don't have the money. How are you going to get the money? You know, and like, I just want to say, like, thank you, everyone who supported this. And like, the minute this all happened, everything lined up. Mm -hmm. Because if it's meant to be, it's going to line up for you. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you you are capable and you, you get to do whatever it is mm -hmm. that is in your path to do so. And so... If they're willing to trust. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. it all goes back to spirit, right? Trusting yeah. spirit. Yeah, because your parents were coming through. Remember that yeah. I was in the car. You're coming like, I don't think I can do this. I'm like, stop. And the energy of your mother and father just in the background <laughs> yelling. And, she yelled and at me. <laughs> yelling in a language. I don't know, but I knew enough to know they're pissed. You're doing it. Like, stop. Slow down. Yeah. Love yourself. This is your time. Mm. Yeah. Did you share with Harvard the letter that your dad wrote? Yeah, I was curious about that too. No, but I've, I've, um, I knew <clears throat> I was coming for a reason. Again, yeah. I, I full circled there, and I know it's coming. Like I feel mm. like I have to, like really clear my voice, and I think at yeah. some point I'm going to come back and speak, and it's yeah. going to come out. And I have the letter. I have the mm. letter ready to go, and I think it's going to, yeah. Like there's a there's um there's a connection here yeah. it's not there yet but i'm gonna share it at some point yeah can you share your parents names yeah 
um, Fernando Garavito and Priscilla Walton. Mm. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. Thank Dad. you, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Big spirit. Yeah. yeah. To follow up on what Peggy said, what what were your Harvard takeaways that you want to share with us today? There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones are nearest and dearest to your heart? I came in with a lot of contraction into the experience, again, because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe I was good enough for this opportunity, or I maybe believed mm. that I was too good for this opportunity. It was mm. like, a, again, a polarity. Mm. I was like, I've done the spiritual work, you know, and it just like, <sighs> no, you've done it. You haven't done it. Like, mm. this is more spiritual than you've ever thought anything to be. Mm. This is finding your voice, finding yourself, finding your 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 core. Mm. In order to find your core, you got to find everything that comes with it. And um, one of the biggest opportunities and learnings is to put yourself in a different place that you, you know, for me, it's like, I've, I've, I've done the, the, the spiritual, mm-hmm. put yourself in a place that makes you feel very uncomfortable. That's where the growth is. And mm-hmm. you realize that you are just like, let's just, you know, it was a, it was a blooming of a body of a self that was really there. And then it just like layers keep coming out and out and out and it was just like surrendering more and more and more and more into everything and really it's all very easy mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all very <clears throat> easy it makes it life puts it out to be very hard for us but if you trust the process and you trust in yourself you trust in your voice and you trust in your belief it can be easy and and the support is there like it asking for help which was not easy for me at the time Mm -hmm. that's really really important um and it's all a game it's all it can be playful and it can be fun and it can be you can enjoy it and it can be hard i cried probably the most i've ever cried in my life Mm -hmm. and what i love is the beautiful community i mean i you know i kept coming here and Mm -hmm. just being held and it's like i feel so different (sighs) I feel so different. <laughs> contraction, expansion, contraction, expansion, <laughs> and it's it's um, uh, acknowledging all the emotion, acknowledging all the all the all the spectrum of emotions that we we can have, and like just surrendering to it. I think it's really important. And I learned that I I want to write like my mm. dad, oh, and I wow. want to dance like my mom, mm, and wow. I want to honor their their spaces, their art, you know, healing. Through creativity is one of the biggest expansive things we can do as humans. Mm. Creativity, creativity, imagination is so important for us. And so I, I, I learned that I have, because my parents were so big in the fields that they were, I almost, always felt like a shadow. Mm. But I was like, oh, no, like I, like I have it. I have it all, you know, and mm. writing is so um, healing for me as, as it is speaking. So thank you for having me again here. It's been, yeah. That's so, that's so beautiful. And I, um, I just heard a shaman that I work with frequently and, and he said that when our leaders use imagination, whoever uses the imagination supports that's, that's the community that's created, that's Mm. society that's created. So however you use imagination, whether you use the imagination to, to put in fear or you use the imagination for growth and and healing and like all these things that you're saying. So we need leaders with imagination who are going to then create a different experience in our world. Mm. And so I'm, I, you're just one of those leaders. Um, <laughs> she got the little, the little jolt of yes in her back. Mm. Yeah. 
And yeah. and I think we had an experience recently of coming back to childhood, right? Like mm. to to honor our children inside of us and to play and to to imagine what is possible. Yeah. We we get fed so much negativity, mainstream mm-hmm. movies, um, TV shows, all of it is negative. Can we imagine a world where it's possible to come together and heal and be together and and connect and play and yeah. be be in joy and you know, I, I, I do honor that there are communities that don't have the support systems, but it is about building that for each other. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned recently is that by doing our own healing, we're supporting not only our ancestors, but we're supporting the generations that are coming in front of us. But also mm. our healing is your healing. My healing is your healing. Yeah. Your healing is your healing. Like yeah. we can just our <clears throat> field healed can really just connect each other and, and imagine what is possible in this world. It's so true. It's all the quantum, right? Yeah. yeah we're all connected. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of it. Yeah. So what, what now, what next, what are you, are you generating now? Now that you've graduated <laughs> Harvard. Yeah. Um, I'm right now. So I, I went from Harvard to what is it? Harvard School of Life. <laughs> I, started, I continued learning, and I'm I'm going back to to Mexico right now to to continue learning more tools to support transformation in humanity, mm. but um, ancient ancient ways to heal. Um, Harvard gave me the kind of capacity to hold myself and my body and and like my believing in myself in order to bring these ancient, ancient healing modalities into the world and understand that we have everything we need in order to transform the world that we're in. And so um, my work really is about transmutation and transformation for like the whole. And so it's bringing the, the old, the ancient into the future and finding ways into like bringing those two together. Um, there's a lot of, images of what's next there's there's actually too much <laughs> but we're following I'm following I, I really want to continue learning about leadership I really want to continue learning about how we can how we can bring your kids into leadership like mm. to bring in these like essence like you know to that like kids I want to work with kids also I think mm. that like honoring that and like allowing them to grow in that like in that magical world will create a magical world around us, yeah. you know? And, and as my mom did, like to bring in those who haven't had the opportunity with those who have and building bridges of connection. And um, New Mexico for me is very important because it connects like Span- Spain, um, native, like First Nations of the land, you know, Mexico and, mm. you know, the U.S. So it's it's these are oh. melting pots of, of places where we've had so much trauma, and then we get to come and bring healing and expansion. Wow. You know, because ultimately we might look like this, but there is a soul that has experienced so much more. And so it's about looking at each other in the eye and saying, "Wow, Kim, you have you have you know like this mm-hmm. not only ancestry, but you've had experiences of like." different lifetimes you know and different spaces and you know what it's like to be me I think because I feel like you can connect to me that way and same with Mm -hmm. you Peggy you know Mm -hmm. we have had whether you believe in past lives or not we have had experiences that inform this moment and that's what it is it's it's that shared humanity and that shared community and putting each other in each other's um, feet 
and really stepping together and understanding empathy. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to empathy. Yeah. 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 So writing, I'm going to write a lot. It's becoming and children and we'll see how it all just connects. It's all, it's like, it's all somehow weaved in. Yeah. Leadership is such a funny word to me. I'm not sure why. Mm. It feels like, culture, I don't know, has shifted it into something that you have to do instead of something that comes from within. It comes from within, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like a leadership. Is it are the leaders the ones that are the government? Mm. Or is that our collective consciousness showing itself outside of our body, right? Mm-hmm. So I just I have this like push and pull with the word leadership Mm -hmm. it's been activated (laughs) i love it (laughs) i love it but it's 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 a beautiful thing that you're bringing up because i think words are so important right we 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 like learned about it so leadership has been conditioned with all these different the government and these like you know the, Mm -hmm. the oppression can we You've taught me this, I think, actually. <laughs> Can we shift? You know, can we, what, it, what, your actually, that's what might create division in the world is that your, um, what you experience with leadership is different than what I experience with leadership. So our background in that word is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it creates a, a, a not, not an opposition, but it creates a, like, like a magnet, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. that doesn't feel right. Yeah. So it's important to actually witness language and and honor your experience of it and then also say, okay, can we transform it together? And can we create a new word? Yeah. The words yeah. are so yeah. important. Or, you know, for me, I always see leaders as somebody who's inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. That inspires you to their level, their level which is why I, I think I'm such a proponent of grassroots things, right? Because everybody um, gets an opportunity to have a say but there's always somebody who has the courage first to be seen. Like rarely is it when you look at anybody, rarely is it like a bunch of people all at once. There's usually like pop, you know, popcorn, right? Like somebody pops first and then that inspires the next person and so on. So I always, for, for me, seeing leadership is, is as, a, as a place of um, discovery mm-hmm. and then being able to share that discovery with somebody else. And that's that's what I would like to see more of in the world. And I think there are a lot of leaders out there who who still have that. And I think it's just overshadowed by your experience and by other people's experience who are like, this isn't working, right? But for me, it's also about not creating the division, but about yeah. creating something new so you you rise above the division. And as you were just saying, being able to co-create together and even creating new language, I think that's amazing because yeah. you create a new language, the old paradigm can shift. Shift, yeah, yeah. clear the old paradigm. It yeah, can. For sure. I see. I look at you and I'm like, you're already a leader because yeah. your inner heart guided mm-hmm. you through a process of surrendering, mm-hmm. and you surrendered into so many different situations, including Harvard. And in and of itself, that's leadership. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. I think about children, I think what your mom did was the healing movements that they all got to experience Mm -hmm. was an expression of leadership over oneself, Mm -hmm. you know, like just coming into who you are. And, um, and yeah, I agree. We, we could use some reframing and, and new words, Mm -hmm. um, particularly 
around so much. That's another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We can just call them all genies. Oh, (laughs) you're a genie. But what I appreciate about you, um, Manuela, is that every time I talk to you, I'm inspired. Mm. I it provokes all these feelings and thoughts, and and like I said, I didn't really know so much about your story until today. All I know is that. you activate something really deep in me Mm. and Mm. just being in your presence really, really just brings out me. I don't know how else to put it. So I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, it's just very beautiful to be in your presence and it's an energy that I really appreciate. A leadership energy, Ooh, perhaps. Yeah. We're using leadership. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you are. You're so deep and you're so playful. Mm. Yeah. And you have such a huge imagination. Mm. So that is absolutely the indigenous culture's mm. idea of leadership. Mm. Big imagination, creativity, and, and then you just lead with that. And you lead yourself with that. And, and that's your, inspiring. And community. And yes, it's all of us, right? Because yeah. you inspire me to be mm. me, to be you, yeah. to like it's all it all comes yeah. back to the to the fire, to the community, or to the bathroom, or to the bathroom. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay, go. So same thing. Yeah. What's because because we 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 haven't really tapped into how playful you are. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to dance to? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, everything. <laughs> I even like that. You know, we we were just making a song up right before, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we made up <laughs> a bathroom rap song. Yeah, like sound, nature, but it's uh, it's all the sounds. Like I have some, you know, um, all, that that traveling in my early years really yeah. informed that, like the drum, the, mm. the yeah, the the elements, but also just like sounds. We just make sounds up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have a segment called Ask Peggy. And granted, you got Peggy on speed dial. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a question Mm. that you want to ask Peggy? Something super vulnerable and fun and magical to share with a whole bunch of people? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay. <laughs> My channel just went mm. <laughs> just closed. Uh, I'm I'm joking around because she could call you and ask a question yeah. anytime. <laughs> for the for ooh, we'll see. Well, hmm. Hmm. How do you see us shifting collectively? Oh wow, that's really interesting. Well, I think it's what we're talking about right away. It was coming up is through imagination, through self-discovery, um, through letting go of the resistance for change and resistance within yourself and our inability to accept responsibility and to be able to create a safe space inside of ourselves. And when we create the safe space inside of ourselves, we allow then for our faults. We allow then for the challenges for the shadow side, so to speak. And when we can then lean into self-acceptance of that, we can then reflect outwardly and accept everybody else and their faults and their lack of leadership and the way we'd like to see it. 
And that will then start a healing process and then a, a coming together and a celebration of like, wow, I hurt you, you, you know, and be able to hold space for yourself. But it's, it starts inside, right? So we start inside. And I think that's why we have such a, a spiritual revolution right now where people waking up to first they see what's wrong outside and then they recognize you can't change it from the outside. You have to change it from the inside. So when you start to stop and reflect on, you know, not like when you have an automatic reaction to something, you want to not react, but you want to stop and you want to be able to have a different choice, right? And when you can start to make a different choice inside of yourself, the world around you can break apart and start to see more light and more beauty and more acceptance. And it's just this patterning, right? A new pattern inside of ourselves. And so the external week, and that gives everybody else um, a way through when, when they see leaders taking responsibility and ownership of their own suffering, of their own um, lack of humility, when their own instability, it, it doesn't, it, it will shake everything up, which needs to fall apart, right? So this isn't a, this is like, what, a, what an amazing time to be alive, mm-hmm. because this is what's happening around us. And so uh, I like to think of it as the division is the cure, Right. But the division within ourself to be able to see, I'm not going to be divided inside of myself anymore. That polarity, you have to accept it. We're both dark and we're both light, but you have to allow for it, right? And so it's just that, that combination of first becoming aware and then becoming of the consciousness of our own awareness and how we're creating ourselves internally. And then that will just fall out, outward. I don't know if that made any sense, but that was just... I had know. all sorts of... <laughs> my heart just like, yeah. yes. Yeah. It made so much sense. Yeah. So, wow. th- but I think, I think we're, that's what all of us are doing, right? We're all really taking responsibility for our, you know, just myself personally, just really starting to, to take responsibility for the pain I've called caused other people, right? Especially like family, like that has to come first Yeah. and being able to say, wow, I was holding this, this story that I have against you is keeping me apart from you. And when I can heal that story and hold space that that was never their intention and that, but that was how it landed over here and I can heal that, then I can go back and hold space for them for anything that they need to say back to me. And and so it goes, right? Yeah. And so I think, you know, just starting to look at yourself and going, what needs to be healed? You know, you come into sisterhood, you come into a bathroom and, and many times you come into the bathroom because you're in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you come in here to grab a sister and say, wow, this just happened. You know, my boyfriend just broke up with me or I just found out my husband cheated or I just found out my, my neighbor died or my, you know, and then you also share the good things. You're like, I just found out I'm <laughs> pregnant. I just got engaged. You know, mm-hmm. he just asked me out all, all the things, but there's big emotion and we need the support from one another. And I think when you have support from one another externally, that gives you the support internally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we start, right? We're already doing that. That's so beautiful to think uh, as the as the bathroom, as the portal to just release everything. I mean, yes, you, yes. You, that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I actually feel it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just release a ton just, of things. <laughs> you just let go. Yeah. I just, and, I, and, it, and it feels like it's actually, it's like the water hole, you know, it like goes into the earth. And it just releases, you know? Yeah. So I was like, wow, yeah, thank I can you for that opportunity. Your energy is Shift. just, yeah, it's so, yeah, you really let go of a lot because we were all coughing. <laughs> we like stopped the segments, like, wait, I'm feeling all her stuff in her throat. Kim's joking, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for such depth and beauty and who you are. And 
Thank you for You're such a big fan. I love you so much. Love you both so it, much. It's really such an honor to have you come here and share something so deep in yourselves mm. and share that with us and share that with all of us. And um, just thank you. Yeah. I know this was a big one for you and it feels really beautifully moving, you know. Thank you for uh, g giving me the space to allow my story to come out. I often go into podcasts and talk about my work or like that surface. I never go in and I really mm -hmm. feel like I went in today and mm -hmm. wow, I'm getting chills everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I went in with like the most loving and supporting mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. that I could be with mm -hmm. to release something that's ready to let go, be let go of yeah. so that we can play and be more imaginative. It'll never go away, but no. it's, it's layers of it coming out that are mm -hmm. needing to be spoken. And I couldn't imagine doing it in a mm -hmm. more supportive and mm -hmm. loving environment. Mm -hmm. And I just witness the butterflies behind you, mm -hmm. which I wrote a piece. That was my last piece at Harvard, which was the butterfly. And it was the, and I'll have to share it with you. <laughs> But it's the transformation of the butterfly. And oh. and I just witnessed, I mean, I know the story behind that piece and James's mom and and just like mm. the transformation mm. from death into light, you know, from darkness into light and from lightness to darkness. But it's always like that butterfly and that minute of life that we have and that minute of a potential that we have to to just create something in the world. Mm. It's a moment. Yeah. It's a very small moment. And we're doing it right now. Yeah. You're doing it. You know, yeah. you're creating transformation. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. We love you. Yeah, I love you. It's a love fest. <laughs> yeah. Always. Yeah. Till can next. I, yeah. Can I ask you something? Can yeah. yeah. I had a question about women. Okay. For you. Yeah. How do you um, walk in the world with trust around mm. women and knowing that you like I, I sense that there's a, a space for you where you're like just so sure of who you are mm. and you just mm. trust everyone around you and I wanted to ask you that yeah. that's an interesting question it's interesting well it's very interesting you're bringing it up because um, you were talking about your self-doubt going into college and and uh, how we as women have that and I didn't relate to that um, because I went to my college and told them they made a mistake not accepting me. And I drove five hours to tell them off like they were making a big <laughs> freaking mistake. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Kim, you everyone. Know, oh, my God. In a nutshell. But I will say, like, I have this this fierceness and this tenderness and um, this push and pull with trust. Mm -hmm. even myself um, and this push and pull with confidence even myself but my outer self really is fine <laughs> you know and this yeah. story I tell myself is pretty confident but occasionally something hits me in a real deep wound and, and I'll be triggered so um, I've started where I feel like it's coming from, what you're sensing is this surrender that mm. I learned through what felt like a near-death experience, but you were either dying or you're not dying, right? Nothing's a near-death experience. Um, it's just the surrender. So I trust that we got the message to do this podcast mm. and I'm sitting exactly where I need to be. Mm. And, you know, it's just... It's trusting something bigger than myself. That's what I trust. 
That's what I trust. And um, I think my children, after having children, it was like, if you can't trust yourself all the way, you can certainly trust who you are now. You've had, you know, it, it kind of gave me a broad confidence that I've learned to integrate a little more as well. Yeah. I don't know. I've known you before. Two kids. <laughs> She's always been this way. I mean, you made a mistake in not accepting me. I'm going to start saying that. Excuse me. You made a mistake. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. You I mean, guys. you just walk through the world like this. You really do. do. You really do. I mean, really, like, I, you know, I've had a lot of sister wounds, cousins, you know, just sister wounds. And mm. you somehow never show that that you you are so welcoming of always and i remember peggy is easy to always be welcoming of let's just be <laughs> but honest I, but i no but you know i've had so much insecurity and around just relationships from just childhood right where you're left out by girlfriends and just those things and you just like hmm. you're just like hmm, okay like you just you don't take it in you don't make it mean you you you're it's just like you're sort of like well that's interesting it really it does doesn't not, yeah. mean anything to me I, yeah. I that's true it's like yeah, well you if have you such don't grace around it you really want to be in my space then don't yeah no Ooh, that's no. important you know then don't yeah why would I waste my time with somebody that doesn't want to be in my space this is why she's my wow. bestie well <laughs> but like, it, learn yeah but but, tr it's but true. truly like yeah. yeah why do we do that. I think there's a part of you that also really honors yourself. Like yes. you really don't, you really are careful. It's not careful, but you mm. it's really natural. connect to people's hearts and you see that in people, right? Like I feel like you, you're welcoming uh, and you just responded to that. And I also think her field keeps it out. That's what I mean. Well, too. Also. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, maybe we're not. working on okay. it. Okay, maybe not. But, working on it. But just all, all to say, you are so authentic, and Aww. you are so loving, and you're so self confident. Thank and you. just like you said, the fierceness that you have to go drive five hours and say, "No, I, I belong here," and they accepted you. The they fierceness did. to have yeah. six kids—that takes a fear. Yeah. That takes a certain to fierceness. birth them naturally. Exactly. Like exactly. wow, jeez, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the bathroom way more often. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, the are. the college story was really great because yeah. I worked through. If I may take a minute, I worked a lot in high school, and there was a lot of distractions for me also in high school. And I had a boyfriend, and life wasn't necessarily easy, right? Mm -hmm. So my grades not the best, um, but I. Yeah, I always knew how to make whatever I needed to make happen, happen. And so I applied to Washington State University and I was gut punched when I got mm. the this letter that said I was not able to go. And I didn't even tell my parents. I just like planned a day to go to my quote girlfriend's house and stay the night. And I drove. Wow. Five and a half hours. And they sat me with a whole table of people and I basically just said, like, you're making a huge, huge mistake if you don't take me because my grades are reflective of the fact that I have so much life happening outside of school. Mm -hmm. And if you want people that have a lot going on, if you want like somebody super active in school, then you're going to do that. And I, I'll take a, a 
a braggadocious moment. Because <laughs> um, I'm very proud of it. I, I didn't have a huge um, amount of money <laughs> to pay for school. So I was working a lot while I was in school. And I didn't have a lot of time to study or do my homework. And so my grade was like a C plus average. And I was the second ever student of the month in the entire university still because I ran what became the largest club on campus and put out a newsletter and helped take people to meet all these broadcasters, help them network and get jobs. And then I was on in the journalism club and I was secretary of that. Like I just got super, super wow. active. And so I was... I, I kind of took a lot of pride in, okay, who cares about my grades? Like, I'm ready to live in the real world here. <laughs> wow. But it would be nice to have some super luxurious time in study because the funny mm. thing is now as I get older, I love reading yeah. and studying yeah. and how much would I love to write a report? <laughs> 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 I would actually really love that kind of what capacity. Would you, what would you write re your report on right now? Oh, my God. Goodness, Manuela, that's a great question. If I could write a report right now, I would write a report on the waterways and how what we take in our body goes into the earth or it goes into a sewage treatment plant and then it goes into the rivers and then it goes back into your bodies. And, uh, you know, there's just there's so much mm. around the water systems right now. And I would really dive into that. Mm. That's that's my passion right now. And how you talk to your body. Yeah. Water. Well, the water, right? <laughs> so the real healing, if we're going into the Manuela version of this, <laughs> is healing the waters in my own body. Mm. And then that reflects on the outside. Mm -hmm. But I would love to write a report on that. <laughs> it's not too late. Nope, it's not. <laughs> need and, a few more hands. <laughs> and actually, we have Rachel in the other room who is helping film this for us. And Rachel did a documentary on YouTube called The Dark Side of Tulum, which I highly recommend. Somebody, when they found out my passion, said, you have to watch this. It's amazing. Just watch mm. The Dark Side of Tulum. It's great. Wow. There's your shadow, Rachel. She's a director. It was a, a passion project for her, and she's also an investigative journalist, oh, so she wow. gets into it. Yeah. Okay. It's great. Wow. Yeah, you're not just going to go there and party in the forest anymore without thinking about it a little more. <laughs> Rachel, you should do the dark side of Bali too while we're at it. Also, like like also, it's there there's dark sides mm. to all to everything, to everything, to, everything, yeah. to everybody yeah. and one doesn't exist without the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. And liberation. By the way, you're so light when you're interviewing people. Is it time for your podcast? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Maybe. 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 She'd have you. to stay in one spot, though. Or not. Or not. Just, Maybe I go into traveling mic. All right. Yeah. I love you thank guys. Thank you both right. so love much. You. Love you so much. Thank you. <laughs>